What's up, NBA fans? Welcome to another episode of the Second Stringers NBA podcast. The NBA season is over. The NBA draft is over. Summer League is in full throttle. And free agency is midway through. Um, But even though it's midway through, we've already seen the... We've already got the headliners out of the way, mainly LeBron James announcing he's a Laker. Basketball is back. NBA, the NBA is back in Los Angeles. It's exciting. The Clippers may be weaker, but the Los Angeles Lakers are stronger. (laughs) (laughs) We'll cover free agency and everything today on this episode of the NBA Second Stringers NBA podcast. Whoa, got the name wrong a little bit there. Anyways, I'm excited. I'm excited to just dive into this and start talking about the fact that LeBron James, the king, is an L.A. Laker. What's your reaction to this, Sean? Oh, man. So we got Scott on the podcast, too. Uh, he's, he's been on here a few times. So if, if you're a longtime fan of the podcast, you, you know who he is. Hey, everybody. Stoked <laughs> to be back. Thanks, guys. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to start off. LeBron is a Laker. The biggest news of free agency, I would say. Um, I was not expecting this at all. Honestly, I was very certain that he was going to be a Cavalier for at least one more year. Um, but here mm-hmm. we are. Uh, LeBron's a Laker. I'm... I look at the the roster list for these guys, and I'm like, I still can't believe that LeBron's on this team, and now he's gonna be a part of like all these Laker greats, Kobe, Shaq, Magic. It's it's so weird. I don't. I really don't know what to think about it. All I know is that this is this is it. This is what the Laker fans have been waiting for for however many it was it been like four or five years. You guys have been waiting to get back into relevancy. Right. Yeah, basically since what, 2013, since that awful season with Nash <laughs> and Howard yeah. and he left and we kept swinging, you know, we tried to get Carmelo here. We didn't even get a meeting with Kevin Durant. We tried to get LaMarcus Aldridge to uh, LA yeah, at LA some point. <laughs> and that and that was a miss. Um but I mean, hey, all those misses are worth it if at the end of the day we got LeBron James. Granted he is 33 years old, but um, I mean, he showed no signs of regression last year, signing a four-year, $154 million deal with the LA Lakers to stay here with a player option for that fourth year. And alongside him, we brought a, um, a parade of dudes, including Lance Stevenson, JaVel McGee, Rajon Rondo, um, and we brought back KCP. I mean, what's, what's, what's the reaction here to these guys? I mean, so after reading one of many articles that were posted about this. You, you yeah. look at it and uh, Magic and LeBron met and this is, these are the guys that LeBron actually wanted, surprisingly. <laughs> Which, I, that, that was weird to me. Like, I guess, yeah, keep your friends close and your enemies closer is, is, the, yeah. is the theory here. Like, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, notorious LeBron haters, notorious rivals of LeBron James. Uh, JaVale McGee yeah. is just... I, I don't even know if he has beef with LeBron or not, but I mean, he, he's also a guy you're just like annoyed to play against. So you might as well put him on your team. Um, and they're all, they're all yeah. good veteran players. They're all really smart players. I really like the signing of Rajon Rondo um, personally, because he's mm-hmm. a guy that's going to come in. He's going to be able to teach LeBron a ton of stuff or not LeBron Alonzo, uh, a ton of stuff. And he's going to take yeah. a lot of pressure off LeBron when he's playing because I feel like he can really set the pace of the offense, whereas LeBron had to do it like every game last year with the Cavs. I think it's a really good point. I heard a really interesting uh, rumor that the Lakers were targeting guys that were hard-nosed playmakers 
that way LeBron wouldn't have to do it all like he did in Cleveland. Um, and I think when you look at Lance Stevenson and Rondo, you have two guys that can play make, that can get their own shot. Even if Rondo can't shoot it, he can get his own shot. Yeah. Um, and I think especially in Rondo, you're going to have a guy that comes in and kicks the crap out of, or in Rondo that's going to kick the crap out of Lonzo. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Lonzo's either going to put up or shut up, and he's either going to become really good or he's going to just disappear, which is great. Um, I think that's what you need from yeah. a young player. And I mean – Really, the players that we need to be talking about on this Lakers roster are two <laughs> former Kansas standouts. Uh, Svi Mikhailuk <laughs> and Malik Newman have both signed two-way contracts. Well, Svi's uh, is actually a full contract. Svi's a full contract, yeah. which is even better. Yeah. So I, I don't really know if these guys are going to make it, but obviously they had stellar college careers at the best program out there. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool to see him on the team, but back to the point of Rondo. Yeah, I'm glad to see him on this team, and – play alongside uh, Lonzo and challenge him a bit more for that spot. Cause it seems like uh, things might be getting a little bit too comfortable for him. He's already accomplished his childhood dream of being a Laker. <laughs> so there's that. There you go. <laughs> Is it his? Or right. His but Ooh. that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, when you look at all these guys as a whole, you definitely see the type of identity that the Lakers are trying to shoot for um, a hard nosed, tough, maybe defensive team. Uh, because there's not much shooting going coming coming in from any of these guys, and there wasn't a lot of shooting coming staying with this Laker team to begin with. I mean, this is a team that ranked second um, worst in the league in terms of three point shooting percentage, and Rondo, McGee, nor Lance Stevenson are going to help that. Um, but hey, I'm glad to see Rajon Rondo on the Lakers side, considering how many battles we had against him as a Celtic. Um, I was actually a little bit surprised that he was willing to come on board for one year, nine million. I thought for sure he was going to stay with the Pelicans and continue building off that momentum they had there. Yeah, I mean, I think it it came down to the Pelicans. Uh, well, they, I forget if we brought put this in the list later, but they actually put in um, who'd they get instead? Alfred Payton. They they got Alfred Payton instead of Rondo, so they got a little younger. And I, th- yeah. I guess they're trying to build a little more around Anthony Davis. Um, and I mean, not, one year, mm-hmm. $9 million is probably more than Rajon Rondo would have gotten from the Pelicans. Uh, $9 million it, well, is a lot. Um, in, this, in this year's free agency, there's not a lot of money to go around for these more role players. Um, so yeah. everyone's just waiting to, for, for next year to really sign like a long-term deal. So yeah. my question for you guys with Rondo and, and all of these guys that the Lakers have signed do you think this is something that the Lakers had in mind before LeBron? Or do you think LeBron came in and kind of pinpointed these guys? Or at the very least, they said, hey, LeBron, what do you think about these guys? Or are they kind of separate ent- entities? What do you think? I, th- I think... I oh, think you go. Oh, I think um, it had a little bit of, to do with two things. One, LeBron's input probably was important here. I don't doubt that the, he was asked which guys he likes. And I think the second big one was getting guys that were willing to sign for one year because that is the common denominator here with all these guys. They're all under one-year contracts, and it's it's crazy that the Lakers are, even though they scored big with LeBron, they're still pretty adamant about every free agent they bring in uh, being on that one-year contract. Um, honestly, I think that was the other half of the puzzle um, between between who they chose to ultimately bring to this team. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And a lot of that has to do with 
that they are not they don't have Kawhi Leonard or any other big name free agent. Their plan was to get two, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. They weren't gonna panic about it though. They knew that next year was another stacked class. And if they weren't gonna do it this year, they knew that they just had to bring in a lot of one year deals of guys that will come in and then at least compete and give the Laker fans what they deserve. Um so yeah, I, I feel like this was their plan all along. The the people that they did get though like Rondo McGee and Stevenson, I think they might have gone a different direction had LeBron not had input on it. So I, I think yeah. LeBron was a big part of the reason that these are the particular guys that they signed to one-year deals. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. Um, so Alan, go for I, it. I mean, so when LeBron was signed and we saw all these guys coming through, like it, it was pretty funny. We had we had our group text together and we see JaVale McGee signs, Rajon Rondo signs, and Lance Stevenson. And you were, you were pretty upset about it, from what I remember. You even said that you don't think this is a playoff team. Is that? Do you still think that? I, I still suspect it. I still suspect <laughs> that this might not be a playoff Dude, team. Dude, that's crazy. And I, the reason I say that um, is two things. Uh, I mean, one of them, my, my, the, my initial emotional reaction to it was I was really frustrated that this team didn't even try to bring back Randall um, and Brooke Lopez. We also lost him. I think those are two huge players to just let go of. Yeah. Um, especially considering the kind of money that they ended up signing for. Brooke Lopez ended up only signing for a year. Uh, Julius Randall, that two-year deal he got with the Pelicans. So I was really upset. That basically mm-hmm. our replacement for the front court is Javel McGee. <laughs> um, we have Zubox, but I mean Zubox didn't yeah. even hardly played last year. He played a couple minutes two years ago when we were down in the bottom of the Western Conference standings. So I'm not very excited about that. Um, definitely, I was a lot more emotional during that text. Um, <laughs> I still, I but I still suspect that this team might not make the playoffs. Um, so right now they're projected to win 52.5 games according to 538.com. But I do think that's with them assuming that Julius Randall had stayed with the Lakers because that number came out back in like July 2nd. Oh. Um, so you really based think off he that, would affect that win, percentage, win rate that much though? I think so. At least five games, I'm going to say. What? Wow. Five games for Julius Randall? Yeah. Enough- what? Yeah. I'm going to oh, say, I mean, man. when we look at who's replacing the front court, we have nobody. Um, we're still not a very good three-point percentage shooting team, like I said. We're still the worst free throw. We could still be the one of the worst free throw shooting teams out there, mainly because the guys who are pretty bad are still on this team, Lonzo, Ingram, and Kyle Kuzma. Um, we're okay defensively. I don't know how much LeBron James changes that. Like I said, we lack a true starting center. Um and they're the Western, the West, the rest of the Western Conference really hasn't gotten any worse. I mean, the one team you could point at that maybe has gotten is going to get worse is probably the Spurs. But Utah, Blazers, Warriors, OKC, Rockets, and the Timberwolves, I think those are still better teams than the Lakers right now. See, I think when you look at it, though, I I don't know that they're going to need a true center. Um, when you yeah. look at the three of LeBron, Ingram, and Kuzma, I have a feeling that they're just going to rotate those guys through. And sure, there's some teams where you play against and you need to play a center, 
which I think JaVale mm-hmm. and Zubak, and maybe Moritz Wagner, who's actually, he's a pretty he's, decent prospect. Yeah, how tall is Mo Wagner? Is he... he played as a center in college. Yeah. Um, so he may be yeah. a stretch center of the future. I also think the reason that they let Randall go is because they thought they were getting Boogie Cousins. Really? Yeah. Oh. I could see that. According to but... DeMarcus Cousins, though, he never got a phone call from any other team outside of the Warriors. Well, according to him, he contacted the Warriors to see if there was if it was even possible but i mean that was my initial thought as well too that's interesting i actually heard that he had a similar offer on the table from the lakers than, than to the warriors but so who knows what even with right they, if they knew they were getting demarcus cousins they would still be without a center for most of the year it's true like they, yeah. they know that going in like he's not going to play until like january at best so i i don't see how that would have been like a solution even it's true yeah a good point yeah, but I, I'm back to the point of, like, the rest of the Western Conference. So, I mean, let's not forget that only three games separated the third from the eighth seed. Um, I don't think the Lakers are any better than the Rockets or OKC, who I think are going to be the two teams competing for that second seed. Um, so I think the Lakers are going to fall into that middle ground between and mixed in with Utah, uh, Trailblazers, uh, Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Nuggets, uh, possibly the Spurs. I don't know, man. This it's gonna be better. tough. It's this team is better than Utah. You think so? It has I LeBron man. on it. It has LeBron true. on it. <laughs> that like is the true. Star I power mean, is just the gap from star power between LeBron and Donovan Mitchell is so high. Like just because Utah is like has like better chemistry, much better coach. Like you can't. It's LeBron. Like you can't really compare it. Uh, yeah, and then like I would, if the Rockets can't re-sign Clint Capella, I would say that the Rockets, even the Rockets, are worse. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, they lost Trevor Ariza. Um, that's definitely a big loss for them there. Uh, they lost your boy to the Clippers. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a loss. All I'm saying is that it's gonna be close. Is I don't think the Lakers are gonna run away with the third seed or the fourth seed in this. In this playoff race, I think we're going to see the same thing that we saw last year. And that difference between three, three and eight being three games, that's a, that right there could be Lonzo Ball missing two <laughs> weeks in the season. I uh, mean, that could be like LeBron going down a couple games and that was the difference maker. I, I just say I'm just saying it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I, I don't I think you're just you're being a little too pessimistic because you don't want to get your hopes up. You're, you're used to that. You're a Laker fan. <laughs> But all I'm saying is, is I'm I'm not I'm not throw I'm not celebrating yet. I mean this is a tough Western Conference. Hey, we're still gonna go to opening night though, aren't we? Yeah, we're still <laughs> I'll still be at opening yeah. night. I mean I'm still I still want this team to make the playoffs. But if I was a if I was a betting man, I'm I'm not I'm not putting I'm not putting my mortgage on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I say I say the Lakers finish as the five seed. The fifth yeah. seed. Let's see. So. What would I'd that say, put them? Yeah, it'll be Warriors, 50 games? Warriors, Rockets. Forty nine games. If it, uh, like it, so four seed if they if the Rockets don't resign or if they do resign Capella, but if they do, five seed and they'll win. They'll, I think they'll win their fifty two. I, I like that projection. You think they'll get fifty two? Yeah, man, I'm not feeling fifty two unless they unless they get somebody else. Um, I'm not really sure. Marcus Smart I mean, is on that. This isn't a full team for here. Them, this depth chart. I yeah, they still have a few spots. I don't know. 
who they can really get at this point. I mean, I doubt they'll make a move for Clint Capella. That would be pretty crazy. I would love that move. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I would that, love that, that hasn't really been discussed. Um, yeah. So otherwise, if, yeah, they're probably just gonna shore up their guard positions. Um, but th- there are you know, still moves to be made. Yeah, with this current roster, I actually think we might see Luol Deng play. We will not. <laughs> <laughs> Luol Deng is six nine. We might see him have to be out there at some point. Uh huh. <laughs> just like last year, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't know, man. If Ingram or Kuzma go down, and Ingram went we need down a cu- last year. We need a little year. bit they, more they size. They just went and like picked up uh, who they pick up from the G League, Andre Ingram, or like uh, <laughs> there there was a few other guys. I don't remember. I mean, Lou Alding, smartest man in the NBA, right there. Mm-hmm. Best agent. Yeah, best agent. In the yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. I don't know. I'm a little bit worried. What What do you think, Scott? What do you What kind of what win number do you see for this Laker team? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang right around 50. I think right at 50 is gonna be about right, which I think throws them right into that conversation for the five, six, seven, eight seed, depending mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Uh, what it looks like. I think the interesting thing in the West is gonna be that the teams that were really really bad last year are gonna be better. I'm not gonna say that they're gonna be good. Yeah. But I think the Kings have another year of experience. The Suns have another year of experience with some good young players. And I don't think it's going to be a 40-point blowout every time a top-eight team in the West plays these guys anymore. So right. the difference between the Lakers beating the Kings three out of four versus two and two I think makes a big difference, and we'll see how that kind of shakes out. And Memphis with Mike Conley back too. Yeah, like, definitely. That was huge. I mean, they were looking good to start the season, and then he went down yeah. and they obviously just were horrible. But, I mean, he'll be yeah. back healthy. I'm pretty sure fully healthy at the start of the season because he was able to take a full year off. Um, yeah. Yeah, like that Grizzlies team. Dallas. Da- no, Dallas isn't ready yet. Dallas Suns. They're going to be slightly better. They, they, we say that, and it's like because we just saw the draft <laughs> and we're like, these rookies are going to be great. And they're not going to be great. There's, there's, there's going to be, like, pretty mediocre. We thought Dennis Smith Jr. was going to, like, take the league by storm in the summer league. And he ended up being, like, the biggest non-story last year. Like, he was fine. Like, he got – I don't even remember what he averaged, like, 12 points a game or he something. Had a, he had a good first two months. But, yeah, but you're like, right. Yeah, they're not Do- going to do as Donovan much as Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell was what people thought Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, was going to be. Yeah, exactly. And that's just – that's going to happen with a lot of these rookie guys. Like, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Wendell Carter Jr., and – Luka Doncic like they're 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 good players but they're not gonna do anything yet like I don't know but for Dallas I'm looking at DeAndre Jordan mainly oh okay that guy's gonna help this team get a couple wins here yeah maybe I'm not saying playoffs but to the point that Scott made I do think uh some of the some of the wins that you thought you were gonna get from that you got from Dallas last year they're not gonna be there uh this year yeah it will be interesting to see if Doncic can make some chemistry with Jordan early and get him those lobs because no one else is going to be able to feed DeAndre Jordan on that team. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another point that I, that I want to make too about the Lakers is they're sitting in a, pac- a Pacific division that has uh, the Clippers aren't too bad, but they have the Warriors there. So they're going to see the Warriors four times this year, as well as an improved. I, I don't want to <laughs> say an improved, like they're like play, but I mean, this yeah. is a Suns team that's going to be a little bit better they and they're seeing be them four times this year. Yeah. The so I mean, 
Can we say that the Pacific Division might be the most competitive div- division in the NBA now? Mm, I mean, yeah, yeah. It might be. Maybe. I think you have some bottom uh, dwellers for sure. But yeah, in terms the, of... the Kings are still <laughs> going to be bad. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Still, you the Lakers might go 4-0. and I mean, 0-4 against the, the Warriors. They might. That's... They might. I mean, I don't think they will. The Lakers seem to play pretty well against the Warriors in recent years, though. Yeah, that's true. Um. All right, so... Sean, you're sticking with 52. Scott, 52. you're going with 50? 50. Okay. So last year... You, you said 47, right? So last year, the 80, the Timberwolves went 47. So did the Spurs with 47 yeah. wins. Um, I'm going to go with 48. Oh, okay. I'm going to give him 48. All right. 48 wins. All right. It's on the books. So I'll say this. So I'm sorry to move back a little bit here, but the Northwest is definitely the best division in basketball. You go Port- oh. Portland, Oklahoma City, Utah, Minnesota, and Denver. Oh, yeah. They all had winning records last year. So, But I do think the Pacific is probably right behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Portland, that's, Oklahoma that's a competitive. City, Utah, Minnesota, and <laughs> yeah, Denver. That's, that's crazy. Rough. They should have all made Like, Denver was <laughs> one game away from making the playoffs. That's and such an odd division. If you're, if you're in the East and you go 500, you're in the playoffs. Yep. So that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, any last thoughts on the Lakers here, you guys? When we get, when can we get our tickets, man? We got to see these, these <laughs> squad, man. This is, this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, this squad roll up. I mean, man, there's so much riding on these young guys. I just keep looking at this roster uh, and I'm though. like, well, LeBron, the Le- veterans are there, LeBron man. is such a good player, but oh, if they're really going <laughs> to get to 50 wins, it's going to be because Lonzo finally found a three point, a decent three point shot. Mm. Hold Kuzma on. actually becomes inefficient. <laughs> Compare 17. this roster to the Cavaliers yeah. last yeah, year for dude. one second. <laughs> and then tell me That's that they're going to win yeah, 50 man. Games. The Cavs, man. I mean, Kevin Love is better than any of these guys, but then after yeah. that, you got... Like Ingram, Lonzo, Kuzma, KCP, and Stevenson, Rondo. I'd take over any of those other Cavs guys. Yeah, this team is just gonna have to play so. It's gonna just be so much different than that squad. Yeah, like it, it will. But I think they're preparing for it to be like they're not. They're not trying to make LeBron be the guy that they that he has had to be for the Cavs the last few years. Hmm. I think the when I'm looking at this roster hands down the biggest challenges i mean you can say shooting but i just don't think that's going to be it that's not going to be their thing um i think it's going to be defense i mean there this is a young squad that's going to have a lot of energy and if they want to make it far i think this team's got to try to shoot to be like a top five defense in this league mm, yeah that's a, that's a tall order but yeah i i can i mean Lonzo's got length. rondo has length kcp has length lebron and stevenson can guard multiple positions Kuzma. Yeah, mm-hmm. JaVale's a good rim protector. Um, I think Le- Moritz Wagner's Le- underrated, too. Yeah, and the rookie the rookie can game. I mean, how's Fee's defense? Uh, he's improved a lot, but huh. he's a white guy, so <laughs> he doesn't move very much. There you go. <laughs> That's not too bad. Let's go, Wagner. <laughs> I want to see Wagner become the new Mo Buckets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. That would be honestly pretty good. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we yeah. got a whole lot of other free agents we can talk about, man. This this is yeah, a let's mega go, let's episode, go. Let's keep dude. it this let's moving. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep this. Yeah. So this this one's Scotty's personal favorite here. Paul George 
in his three-part Sports Center series, decides to re-sign with the Thunder. What a waste! <laughs> what a waste of time, man! I'm so pissed. I told you guys. What a waste of time! <laughs> I got to halfway through the second episode. I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm just gonna <laughs> wait for the tweet it. to come out. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it was yeah 20 minutes of my life i'll never get back oh it's the greatest <laughs> 20 minutes so much laker talk only to just to, yeah, for this so much to just talking happen about la for <laughs> now four years 137 million for thunder and yeah he's there to stay scotty how you feeling you know i don't want to say i told you so <laughs> um, but it, it has been interesting hearing a lot about what went down in Paul George's camp and through this whole decision. And it sounds like this was kind of in the cards for a long time, as interesting as that sounds. And the fact that the Lakers yeah. couldn't even get a meeting was fascinating. That's crazy. So uh, it's just, it's very interesting that, you know, everybody, even Game of Zones had him written off as going to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, man. That, they got to feel silly about that. <laughs> they got to feel a little silly about that. But it's super exciting. I think. Um, it, it speaks to Russell Westbrook, which you all know I love. Um, yeah, I think that they really do have a connection and a chemistry. And uh, I will say that when they exited in the first round of Utah, I thought that <laughs> might have been the thing that had pushed them over the edge and he might not come back. Um, but yeah. it's not shocking to me. The longer it went on, I actually really thought it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. And speaking on that Russell Westbrook-Paul George relationship, I mean, both of these guys are Southern California dudes. Uh, right around the same age, like Paul George seems like a very easygoing guy. He seems like now this is a take that I have watching him and that whole uh, special is Paul George just seems like a guy who likes to make people happy and and I think he was happy with the with where he was at. The people loved him and I and I think he was comfortable with that and he was comfortable with Russell Westbrook. Like I said, both Southern California dudes around the same age, like. They probably were legitimate. They probably are legitimate friends. Yeah, and apparently they don't like Carmelo Anthony very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm actually. I mean, Sports Center series aside, I think it's a good thing that he he's on the Thunder. I think it it was kind of ridiculous how much this L.A. Lakers super team was hyped up, uh, leading up to free yeah. agency and like how easy everyone thought it was going to be and it, all these scenarios about how they can get Paul George, LeBron, and Kawhi. It was, it was kind of ridiculous. It's like, I don't know if I even want that, you know? Like, it just seems like it's artificial. It's not really like a Lakers team if you're just going to gut it all to bring in three guys that weren't there before. And the Thunder would just... The Thunder would honestly be screwed. Like, if Paul George had yeah. not stayed... And this makes the West even more competitive um, in those middle seeds, and I really like that. Middle seeds, hold on. Middle seeds. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> middle seeds. <laughs> I think we have any favorite in the West. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I think OKC might be the second best team in the West right now as we speak, just because the Rockets have no Capella, and they lost their best one, some of their best wing defenders. Yeah, that's true. Some yeah. of the size. Losing Ariza and uh, Mama Mute was big. Uh, yeah, I, I will say the Thunder could get the second seed if if the Rockets don't resign Capella also. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see if Russell and Paul George can make it work in the second year. I think that's what Paul George felt like. He was leaving some like something with a lot of potential on the table. You know, like he knows what he could get with LeBron, but 
to make it work with Russell Westbrook, I think he thinks that that has actually a ton of potential also. And he'd be wondering if that could have been something if he had just chosen to go to the Lakers. So um, he, yeah. I think he's determined to make it work. And they're going to be there for like the next three, at least three years of their career, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, I applaud the the Thunder organization because I thought this was an organization that was going to just fall apart in front of our eyes. Paul George leaves and or he chooses to resign and and they do whatever they can to just sort of stay away from that luxury tax. But, hey, they gave Grant a contract. They brought him back. Um, they got Carmelo, obviously, but they're looking to make moves with him and, and try to keep improving this roster despite the situation that they're in being a small market team. Um and well over the cap at this point with all, all the dudes that they got on their squad. Yeah, I think if they're able to get rid of Carmelo, they're going to save over $100 million in the luxury tax, which is like, mm-hmm. that's big time. And I'm sure I'm sure that is like a big factor, but you have to think that they're pretty happy about getting rid of Carmelo at the same time. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think the last point on the whole Paul George thing, um, the part that I like the most about it, not just that he's going back to Oklahoma City, who I obviously love, but with all of these mega teams and stars jumping ship, I mean, he showed loyalty, which yeah, it it's just not common. I mean, as you look at all these people that are moving and signing elsewhere, um, I think it's it's from the days of old. We haven't seen it for a long time, and so I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, so. What? How many wins does this OKC team get? Because at this point, um, I guess the only thing that's left to see is if OKC could end up getting something in return for Carmelo, or are they just going to simply waive him? I'd, if they do a trade, I, I don't foresee really anything game changing coming back. Maybe a couple, uh, like a pick or something, well, like just, a second round pick. The reason, yeah, they have to get rid of him to get rid of his salary. If they take any salary on there, that's like a net gain of zero for them. Yeah, so what do we see this team? What do you project in terms of wins here? I think I I, I think the over under is going to be somewhere around like fifty six. You know, if mm. you go over fifty six, I think mm. that's a great year. If you're underneath fifty six, I think that's a so so year. So I'm going to say probably right at fifty six. I would say. Oh man, yeah, that's a pretty safe. Wow. Bet. Um. Uh. Yeah, they have Roberson back too. That's pretty big. That's huge. Um. And yeah, yeah they, have, they have Jerry and Grant back for three years, $27 million, which is way more than I thought he was going to get mm-hmm. on this market. Apparently, that was a stipulation of Paul George's, though. So if that's the case, then well worth every penny. Okay, so he he's a big Jerry and Grant fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go 54 wins. I like this team. I think 50. that's a, that's a solid three seed right there. Yeah, I'm thinking this team might be up, might be competing for second and third. I'm going to go with 52, 52 oh. wins to get the third seed. Lakers. Now, <laughs> I don't have the Lakers. I'm not going with the Lakers at 52. No way. Um, That's what I got there for OKC. But let's talk about the Rockets. The Rockets got their guy back. Chris Paul, four years, 160 million. Ooh, crazy. Uh, that is crazy so amount crazy. for a guy that's going to be playing for that amount of money up until he's 37 years old, which is the same story for LeBron James. But... Chris Paul and LeBron hey, are not the same guy. That's what you get for being the head of the NBA Players Association, though. You get your stacks. Yeah, that's true. Man, I honestly think this is way too much. This might end up hurting the Rockets 
three Man. years down the line. Just think, but... though, Chris Paul, like, <laughs> if he doesn't get hurt, and that's a big if, because I know he'll he'll end up getting hurt this year too, inevitably when it matters the most. <laughs> but like, yeah. you have, like they could have beat the Warriors. They would have. Yeah. They would have. Yeah. So you you're have right. To, you have to take that into account. You look at that, you're like, how can we let go of a guy like that that like was shimmying on Curry? Like, who else shimmies on Curry? Yeah. Except Chris Paul. Like, and and he's the head of the Players Association, so he wasn't going anywhere else for the max. Like, he he was getting his money. I do agree with you though, Alan. It's already hurt them. I mean, they they <laughs> couldn't resign Ariza. Mbamute's on his way out yeah. the door. Clint Capella leaves. It's I don't know if he ever gets a shot again. That might have been their best shot. Yeah, that's that's the thing right there is like you're taking a gamble here. I guess Chris Paul, though, I mean, this guy's a bulldog. <laughs> he got himself to the Rockets last year, and now he's going to get paid. If he wasn't going to get it with the Rockets, I'm sure he's going to get it somewhere else. But it's a risky move, and it might pay off this year, but I I don't see the Rockets really long-term. Um, long-term, yeah, they're not going to be sustainable. I mean, this is Chris Paul, consistent, consistent injuries. He's getting older. Uh, to be getting paid that much until you're 37, 36, 35, man, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. <laughs> Something I saw that was funny. Um, so when he got his max deal, his tweet was like, run it back. And then when Mob Mute yeah. went and signed with the clip, someone responded to it. It's like, no, Luke, I meant come back to the Rockets. Don't run back to your old team. <laughs> 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 yeah. Man, we might have we the Rockets might be forced to to play more Ryan Anderson this Ooh. year now as a result of Ariza yeah. and Monte leaving. Yeah, I saw they signed Michael Carter Williams to a minimum though. Yeah, is that worth? That's is that solid. Worth mentioning does that matter? Former Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> former Rookie of the Year. I mean, this isn't a. I mean, if the Rockets want to maintain their identity of being the three point powerhouse, that guy's not really going to help their cause in that realm. Yeah. I mean. He's got he's got good size. I mean, he he's kind of like he's long. He can run around, um, pick up guys, but he's not really known for his his offensive um, abilities. That's uh, true. I don't even. What is he known for? Being rookie of the year. He's a triple double guy. He's a triple double. How many triple doubles has he gotten? I think in his rookie <laughs> year he had a few. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, he had a good yeah, amount. He had a good year, but like. I mean, he's got good size for a point yeah. guard. I think he's six six. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's something, I guess. But I, I just don't know. This team right now just they don't have the firepower to compete with the Warriors. Still, like they didn't. Yeah. Like, you can run it back all you want, but you you lost two of your key pieces. You might lose three. This isn't gonna work. Like this is just grasping for straws at this point. Holding on to I the wonder history. If... Yeah. They might be like just betting on the chance that maybe they could get like Jabari Parker on mid-level exception, possibly. No way. But does it really help you that much if you're the Rockets? Yeah, see, yeah, he's not even no. that good. <laughs> like he's good, but like that's not what gets you to beat the Warriors. Like you don't gain anything. Like you don't lose anything, but you don't gain anything. You get another guy that gets points and doesn't defend. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's D'Antoni's perfect player, though. I guess that's right. <laughs> maybe he didn't want a reason. He's like, this guy plays Carmelo. too much defense. Mello. Yeah, because yeah, they're going for <clears throat> Melo right now. Like, the the Rockets are looking like the favorite to get him. I just, I don't know. 
It just seems like they don't really care about defense at all, which makes sense. Man, this was the yeah, this was the year to get the banana boat crew together. Like literally, the everything was aligning perfectly. Um, but Chris Paul signed that contract with the Rockets. Could have came to <laughs> the Lakers, came to but. The Lakers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, like the Lakers were actually in good position to get Chris Paul, Carmelo. Not not saying think, that that's uh, what yeah. we should have done. Not at all. Yeah, might as well just sign it was Dwayne like Wade for fun. They probably will. Right, yeah. we could have. <laughs> we we, we could have literally signed Dwayne Wade for like a million bucks, <laughs> maybe two. Carmelo and yeah. get Chris Paul and LeBron. That could have worked, man. Dang. Oh well, that, in another <laughs> timeline. But yeah, let, yeah, let's talk about more guys that are staying put. Um, Kevin Durant, unfortunately, signed a two-year deal, <laughs> but it's for $61 million with a one-year opt-out. So he could be a free agent next year if he wants to. He's taking the LeBron James route basically here, just signing these short-term deals with, opt-out, with opt-outs. I mean, it's it's smart money. I mean, the, the cap keeps going up, so uh, his, the, the amount you can sign for a max deal keeps going up. So, I mean... Why not? You know, I, th- I think he looked at it and he said, okay, so I'm about to be on a team with myself, Draymond, and now Boogie, the top three technical getters in the league last year. Yeah. Maybe I want to play this a little bit cool because if it blows up, I might want to leave. <laughs> yeah. That would be great, though. He needs to go to, like, the Bulls next year or something. Any chance this guy actually opts out next year? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I guess that's the. Rid- I mean, what I meant is, any chance this guy actually opts out and like resigns with some other yeah. team? Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Really? Yeah. Like. Oh I, wow. I mean, LeBron, when he was in Miami, he stated that he was gonna win like a billion championships, and then when he won two, True. he left. He gets old to win championships, so you just go somewhere else where you can cement your legacy and like. Because right now Kevin Durant, like he's has his championships, but I think he'd want to know if he could win one without Steph Curry. I think this is the last yeah. year of the Warriors as we know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clay Thompson's gonna be a free agent next year. And Draymond. Draymond Green. And Steph's KD. there. I mean, Demarcus Cousins is a one year. So I mean, yeah. So dare we say it, Kevin Durant back to Oklahoma City next year? Uh, That's they would not accept him. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> yeah, could it? Would it even be possible? I guess you'd have to maneuver. You'd might be. You might have to like figure out a way to trade Stephen Adams or something to it's clear a lot that of max cap contracts. space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I, don't, I don't know. They dude. I mean, fans would be so pissed though. They they would they would not be like all stoked about it. Like, I think, but what a co- what it's a, almost like foreshadowing. Uh, it's like LeBron did it, and KD yeah. wants to do everything that LeBron does. I don't know, <laughs> I'm just saying. That that's what I was gonna say. I was like, it, they, would we be talking about Kevin Durant basically just copycatting? <laughs> yeah, copying um, LeBron's LeBron, NBA yeah. career. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how funny! But hey, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure OKC fans would love if Sam Presti got. Got hinted that Kevin Durant was thinking that. I bet he would trade Steven Adams and clear the cap. Oh, for sure. Um, and trade Grant. Yeah, you, you do I mean, why you not? can to get Kevin Durant. Second best yeah, player in the but, world. Yeah. Yeah. And how about Devin Booker, though? Bro, that man got bro. the bag. He got the bag. This Five man. year, $158 million. This dude's only 21. Dang. Is it just because he <laughs> scored 72 in a game? Is that Two why? years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> 
No, nah, yeah. he's a good player, I mean, but 158 million I mean, over five years. So crazy. he has he has been improving every year, and he's only 21 yeah. years old. And he was already talking about how he's upset that the Suns suck so much. So all they can do is offer him the biggest deal they possibly can to keep him happy. Like this man's gonna get paid. Yeah, I mean, like this is like a top ten biggest contract, like in NBA history, is getting paid to a twenty-one-year-old yeah. guy that's never even been on an All-Star team. Yeah, I mean, you're basically you are betting on upside here, and him being the franchise player, uh, the centerpiece to all the young guys you you you've been bringing in over the last several years. I mean, if you're the Suns, I understand why they did this. I mean, you gotta take a risk on something. You've stunks for so many years. That fan base is desperate for, for some form of stability. I mean, this team is just brought in and players in and out, uh, starting with Drogic and Isaiah Thomas yeah. and those guys, that team, Eric Bledsoe, those days. I mean, you got to do something. I, and I can see why they, they win. They put all their marbles in this kid. He's a good player. He is a good player. He's like, he's like, He's going to get the scoring title one of these years. It might take like three or four years. I feel like he can do it. It's possible. I, I don't know if you have enough playmaking around him, though. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's an yeah. absolute freak, but he's not a playmaker. He's not going to be passing him the ball. Josh Jackson's an unbelievable athlete, but he's not a playmaker. <laughs> yeah. So who's passing him the ball? I mean, they got rid of Tyler Eulis, who was his homie. Yeah. And yeah, he still signed mm-hmm. a deal after that. They got rid of his best friend, Tyler Eulis. And, uh, yeah, they don't have Alfred Payton anymore, uh, who's going to be the most improved player now that his hair's all cut off. <laughs> um, yeah. Who's... Are we going to be talking about this contract, you think, in um, three years as the game-changing contract for the Phoenix Suns in, the, in a good way or a bad way? I think they will be just as irrelevant then as they are. <laughs> yeah, you don't think this is a playoff team in three years? No, I don't. Because you look at the West. Who are they knocking out in the next well, it's three, three years? three years. Three right. years from now, everything could look different. It, you're right. It totally could. <laughs> but the Spurs are only going to get better. Oklahoma City are is going to have Russ and Paul George. They aren't passing them. The Warriors, okay. Warriors, maybe. Yeah, Warriors could be relevant three years from know. now. There's just too much young talent in the West. So I, I can yeah. totally see the Rockets sucking because Chris Paul's like, out for season, making $40 million. I can see the Trailblazers. I see Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum possibly leaving. I can see I can see Anthony Davis going somewhere else if the Pelicans aren't doing anything in three years. I could see him somewhere else. The Spurs, I maybe the Spurs just fall into irrelevancy. Like, I don't know. I, I think that there's plenty of room for the Suns to move up in three years. I say they're they're the tenth and ninth seed. They come close, but they don't make it. You're only giving them. I mean, the nu- seed in three years, man. That's so sad, dude. <laughs> the Nuggets are still Nuggets are still yeah, good. Are uh, Timberwolves are still good. The L.A. Lakers are still gonna be yeah, good. That's true. Well, the t- what else we got? Timber- I don't think the Timberwolves are. They might not be good in three years. Jimmy Butler already hates Carl Anthony Towns. Like he's gonna be leaving once his contract's over. Andrew Wiggins you know, isn't without, really doing much improvement-wise. Like, I, I don't see the Timberwolves necessarily being, like, this next up-and-coming team. I could still see them being better than the Phoenix Suns, though, in three years. But, like, it's not a lock. Yeah, and Tibbs is probably yeah. going to run them into the ground, so that <laughs> yeah. might be the last year that Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns plays anyways. For real, though. I have to retire. Playing 45 minutes a game. 
Yeah, dude. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I have, I'm going to get in three years. This will be a playoff team. Wow. Three years. You heard it here first. I don't know about that. Three years. Yeah. Man, just yeah. Three. I think we should, we, you should tell Siri that record that bet <laughs> on this, on some, on some hard drive somewhere. Re- I'm recording so we can right look now, back. bro. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We can look back on this in three yeah. years. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think so, man. I don't see it. Uh, well, don't we'll see, see it. I, not in three years. I mean, yeah, it's a very safe bet for me to make though. Cause like three years from now, like no one's going to remember yeah, this. No That's true. Anything could change. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't see any. All right. To. Okay. Job, well, let's Parker. go. Let's go. Yeah. How about Aaron Gordon right here? Oh. We we debated a lot whether or not this guy was really worth this much money, uh, or la- at least worth the max. He didn't get the five years, but he got the four eight, four years, eight hundred eighty four million dollars. This is still um, more than this man is worth, especially after <laughs> we saw Uncle Drew. Yeah, that should have been payday. He's a terrible actor, man. All his lines were like two words. Like, there's no way. Like, they probably couldn't get him to memorize more than a line. Like, yeah, it was so underwhelming. Terrible. Ugh, yeah. I still don't see what that no has character. to do with with this well, basketball saying, ability for the Orlando Magic. That's all. That's but all uh, for twenty one million dollars a year, I I really don't think that's all that bad for Aaron Gordon and a franchise like the Magic, who since they let go of Dwight Howard have struggled. Uh, I don't even want to say to struggle to find stars because they had Odalipo and they just kind of let him go and weren't ever, ever, ever able to like make the guy comfortable um, and utilize him in a good way for their team. But I mean, the outside of that, they've struggled to, to really get um, any player with some sort of star power and they have Aaron Gordon. So, why not try to keep him? So for twenty one million dollars a year, is that star power? That's in the Eastern Conference, it possibly, dude, man. They were, <laughs> yeah, they might, yeah, they might be the one seed. Who knows? <laughs> dude, they were, they were, in they the were the Conference one seed at one point too. last year. They were, <laughs> we're like the the first game. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Three years from now, anything's possible, oh, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I, will, I will say, Alan, I agree with you in the sense that I think that when you're a lower-level team, you have to keep the talent that you do have. That's and sad, so if that's yeah. going to keep Aaron Gordon around because he is their best player, then yeah. you have to pay him what he wants, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, th- I guess at the end of the day, point. you got to keep – you got to sell tickets. And, I mean, either you wait for some of these young guys to Jonathan Isaac or – um, who's the other guy they got this year? Mobamba. Uh, who did they? Mobamba. Either you wait for these guys to potentially develop, or and you you make your fan base suffer, your ticket revenue suffer, or you you just keep Aaron Gordon um, in a deal like this. Uh, maybe he comes out and he does become the franchise type player. But yeah, at the end of the day, he's the best player they got. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's really sad. Scott's point of like, if you're a, <laughs> a, a, a mar- of what a short market team yeah lower tier yeah team. lower tier <laughs> team like you just have to keep guys just because they suck but like you're not gonna have anyone better so you have to just keep them that's so sad i mean aaron gordon doesn't suck he's Kinda still a sucks, pretty dude. good player he's not that good <laughs> after that movie i think he sucks <laughs> dude i want to know how many <laughs> takes they took to like get him to make these shots that he was making <laughs> so- 
so in comparison here, this is a guy that I think maybe not sucks, but is definitely being way more overpaid than Aaron uh, Gordon. That's Zach Levine here okay. to the yep. Bulls. And, I think we can all agree with that. <laughs> this is all relative. This can all be relative. And like Zach Levine, that guy, man, he's, he went home with a big old smile on his face because <laughs> one, he didn't have to end up going to Sacramento <laughs> and two, he got the money that he won more than probably he expected yeah, coming he would off, get coming in this free agency. Huge injury too. And not really making that big of an impact when he came back. I I wonder, do you guys think the Sacramento Kings actually wanted him? Or were they just trying to screw over the Bulls? No, I think they wanted him. Because they don't have anybody else. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the yeah, magic, but true. worse. If you don't have decent players, you have to go out and pay decent Overpaid players. Overpaid decent players. And, and Vladi's an idiot. Yeah, Vladi, he's yeah. bad, man. I don't... Yeah, I don't understand why you would have wanted Zach. I mean, because, yeah, you could say maybe they try to mess with the Bulls, but why? They're an Eastern <laughs> Conference team. If if you wanted to mess with somebody, mess with, like, the Lakers right. or, or, uh-huh. or like, the Suns, I guess, or the Warriors, but not the Bulls. So I think they did legitimately want Levine, but I still don't understand why you have De'Aaron Fox there and Bogdanovic. I thought those were your, your, your key guards that you were trying to develop for the future, so... Why would you want Zach Levine? I didn't. I didn't understand it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just think. I mean, he is super young still. I. I super young. I mean, he's like twenty five, so he still has like yeah. a lot of potential ahead of him. But at this point in his career, he's like a slightly better Austin Rivers. <laughs> yeah, he's got like yeah, his game. His game is the he same as Austin. <laughs> his game is the same as Austin <laughs> Rivers. He's like he's like a playmaker, except he's not that good at making plays. Yeah, he's not that great of a shooter yeah, he's either. Not, he's not a three-point shooter. Yeah, he's just—he's uh, good at—he has good driving ability. Like he can't pass really. Like. Yeah, at I this point, I—if I'm the Kings, I—I I wouldn't make this. I—I would stick with my guys, De'Aaron, with Fox and Bodanovic and uh, Buddy Hill, and keep developing Buddy those Hill. guys. Future All Star. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, how about Will Barton? I think this is a great pickup. Four years, fifty million. Uh, this dude was improved. He was a huge part of the Denver Nuggets, and he's gonna keep getting better. Um, I like this pickup. Yeah, I mean, I I think well, yeah. I don't know that Nuggets team is so interesting. They have so many guys on that team, like Will Barton, Jamal Murray. Like these guys are just solid players. Like these are guys you mm-hmm. definitely want on your team. Uh, for four years, fifty million, like that is that's a good value player. Like he's gonna give yeah. you. High energy, good playmaking ability, night in, night out. I like it. I like Will Barton. Yeah. Yeah, you found a way to get get Wilson Chandler off your books. I don't um, think they Will wanted Barton. to necessarily. They just had to for cap space. Yeah. I mean, Will Barton is just so much, such a better player. He is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you free up cap and you get more, you, you're, you're able to give more minutes to Will Barton and you still got him under good contract. So that's good. Um, it's like a Miami JJ Reddick though. Oh yeah, sorry, I was gonna say it's like a Miami Heat contract. Aren't they paying all their guys like four years, fifty million? Like every single player on their roster is making like four years, fifty million. <laughs> yeah, I think they're slightly making more. I think Tyler Johnson's like making like eighteen or something, like oh, fifteen dang. mil a year. <laughs> yeah. So kind of yeah, but uh, dude, JJ Reddick, man. Shows you how valuable shooting is in this league. This Trust dude, the process, no bro. athleticism. 
Dude, older guy still gets twelve to thirteen million dollars more than Rondo, more than um, Javel McGee, more than Demarcus hey, Cousins. In his defense, he took a massive pay cut from last year. True, yeah, that's true. But one year, twelve, thirteen million. I think to me, the number is like really impressive. But his services are needed in the NBA today. Um, solid, good pickup for the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, I was actually surprised because after. He had that one-year deal last year for $23 million. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, he's going to go to somewhere else and maybe sign a longer-term deal to end his career. Um, but I guess there wasn't really the money out there this year for him to sign with a long-term deal somewhere. So, hey, you might as well just take a one-year like big deal. Like He's not going to make this money again in his career. So he might as yeah. well take it while he can. And I'm, I'm sure it's pretty fun to play with Joel Embiid and those guys. Yeah. And then Utah bringing back Derek Favors. Remember we talked about whether or not they should bring him back. Yeah. I said I said they should, and I thought they were going to, and they did. I Two years, thirty six million, <laughs> and they brought Dante Exum back. Um, three years, thirty three million. That's that's a little bit surprising that he got that much, considering he hasn't played that many NBA minutes. But I guess they liked what they saw. But then, was anybody else really going to offer this guy more than what more than this? So. A little bit surprised he actually was able to get to that number. Yeah. I mean, Derek Favors, $18 million a year. I just don't I don't understand that one very much. He didn't bring that much to them. Like, he's like at best their fourth best player on the team behind Mitchell, Rubio, and Gobert. I'd put Joe Ingles ahead yeah. of him a lot of the time. Like you're paying your fifth starter $18 million a year. I just don't feel very good about that. He does yeah. He does feel like you could you could pay a lot of people less than that to do what he did. Yeah, what, is, what, like, what does he do? Like, what's his thing? He just know. makes Scott lose fantasy <laughs> by one point by <laughs> free throw at the end of a game. Yeah. I mean, he's solid, but I think, not special. Yeah. I mean, he's a, yeah, he's a seven-footer rebounder he can score in the post uh yeah i mean 18 million is a bit steep for him i guess maybe we don't know maybe somebody else was bidding that high for him though i find that surprising i would find that i don't know surprising maybe the kings were yeah kings like throwing money at random guys Kisleys, <laughs> yeah. the sun kings but yeah these yeah. signings about to me sorry i just want to say one thing more about utah it says to me that they're investing so much in these guys because they are heavily they heavily believe that their team chemistry is what makes them so good. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um cuz mm -hmm. these guys, yeah, like they're not going to get this kind of money anywhere else cuz they they don't have the stats to back it up. They don't have the tenure to back it up. They're they're both pretty young still, especially in Dante Exum's case. Like 11 million a year for this guy. That's that's pretty crazy. But yeah, mm -hmm. they just think like this is the team that they they want to have around for the next few years to develop together and like really like understand how they play like together and like that honestly I I respect that. Maybe not 18 million a year respect that, but it's something. Yeah, they're willing to bet on this core group and keep them together for a couple more years and see how far they can get. I mean, I like Favors and I like Exum. I liked I liked him on Utah, a little bit overpaid, I think. Um, but hey, let's see. Let's see how far it takes this Jazz team. 
How about Avery Bradley? Back to the Clippers, two years, $25 million. I was surprised that the Clippers uh, gave this guy yeah. this much money, too. I, I, Avery Bradley hardly played for this team. Like, what did they fall in love with? I mean, his bo- in his Boston days, he was pretty stellar. So I think we're remembering yeah. that. And we think that Doc Rivers, with with the that mentality of, like, that defensive-minded mentality, that he will be able to, like, bring out that Avery Bradley again. It is very surprising mm-hmm. to me, though, because even getting rid of the logjam that was Austin Rivers, we still have a ton of point guards and shooting guards. Like, I think yeah. we have, we have like, four point guards. We have Milos, Pat Beverly, uh, Shea Gilgis, and um, Juwan Lou Evans. Williams. No, Juwan, Juwan Evans. And then for shooting guard, we have oh. Lou Williams, uh, Sandarius Thornwell, Jerome Robinson, now Avery Bradley, like these, like we have so many guards. I don't know how we're gonna play all these guys <laughs> that seem like they could all fight for minutes. It was really interesting for me to and to bring him back for twelve and a half million a year too. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I like Avery Bradley a lot. I, I mean, I was really high on him. He was like one of my favorite fantasy basketball picks going into the year. Uh, last year, I was really excited about him. He didn't turn out to be as good as I thought he was, <laughs> but. He's still a really good player. Yeah. The Clippers are so funny to me because they're this team that's not rebuilding, but yet they probably should be. Um, they lost DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. They don't really have an up-and-coming star. They just kind of have all these late 20-year-old, early 30-year-old guys But we do. But we team. do have a good amount of cap space going into next year to sign one superstar. Sean. Um, if Sean. we can. Sean, who's going to sign with the Clippers? Dude, we have Jerry West. We have Jerry West. Yeah, but if anybody's signing in LA, it's for the Lakers. They're no, they can't yeah. sign everybody. They're going to try to. They can't. <laughs> they can't sign everybody. We're going to get somebody. What if we get Draymond Green? That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I bet that's our goal. This is going to be the most defensive team in the league. Well, I can tell you that I would be in favor of that, but Jake Fortnum probably would not be. Oh, yeah, dude. Jake Jake wants Draymond to, like, fall off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry West helped build, kind of build that Warriors team, so it would be funny to see a couple Warriors dude, go, ima- ba- go to the dude, Clippers the, to be the with defense, dude, Jerry West again. Pat Beverly, Avery Bradley, and Draymond Green. They might not even get to play the whole game. They are, like, <laughs> even half the season. They just might end, both end up just getting ejected yeah. <laughs> every time. That'd be fun, but, um, but yeah, and we got Mamba Mute back. He's a great defender, so yeah, all defense cool. all the time. <laughs> all right, but how about the guys getting a fresh start? Let's go through some of these dudes. First one, of course, we got to cover is Demarcus Cousins signing with the Warriors one year, five point three million. A dude who just signed a former All Star, probably at one point for a good amount, consecutive amount of years, was the best big man in the NBA. And now he's making less than Aaron Baines, Marco <laughs> Bellinelli, and Mario Hinojosa. Hino- <laughs> you know what? Hizonga? <laughs> <laughs> how do you say close. his last name? <laughs> Mario Hizonga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins signed using the mid-level exception. Um, basically the, the, the exception that you use to sign guys like Shane Battier <laughs> and Sean Livingston. <laughs> yeah. This is... Probably the most interesting move in the entire offseason, honestly. Um, it's really weird. Like, the initial reaction was the NBA is broken. 
Like, this is stupid. Why are we even playing the game anymore? Like, let's just skip to next year. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of the reaction we've had the last few years with the Warriors. But, I mean, we all have to take a step back and realize that this man isn't even going to play most of the year. Yeah. I, but we are just mad at him for the fact that he's DeMarcus Cousins and he just chose to uh, buy a ring, essentially, by taking less money. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is that this... The Warriors team, we also forget, are taking a big gamble on Cousins because because they gave the mid-level exception to him, uh, they couldn't get JaVale McGee, and they lost Zaza. Oh, no. So they're, <laughs> I'm just saying their front court depth is pretty thin, right? Even thinner than it used to be. I mean, they're going to have Jordan Bell as the starting center that, for I, probably 75% of the bad? season. Is that bad? I don't know, man. We'll see. I think it hurt. It's gonna hurt them a little bit. I, I gotta think, think that at least at, at least the Bell's first talented. two months. Yeah, but he's no seven know. footer. I think <laughs> that, you don't need to be seven foot in this NBA I, to be I a think, center. Let's okay. So let's look at this last year because the Warriors essentially just walked their way into the playoffs and then figured it out <laughs> in the playoffs. I mean, so that's that's what you're talking about. I, and they're gonna be the one or the two seed in the West because they're more talented than everybody. I think the bigger mm-hmm. question for me is if if DeMarcus Cousins comes back that late in the season, can they put it all together where you have somebody that does not know how to pass the ball <laughs> that wants the ball down low with all these shooters around him? I just don't know if it works. I don't think it's going to – I think it's that's making it too complicated, honestly. Like, you just put all this talent on a team. They make it work. Like, Steve Kerr is a great coach. He's made him four all-stars play together. Like, guys, where you're like, there's so many mouths to feed. Like, how are Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant all going to shoot the ball? And then they did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alan, you were a part of the last crazy team like this, that Lakers team with Carl Malone and Gary Payton and all these guys. I mean, that's I mean, that it kind of reminds me of that in a, a really? little bit. Yeah. I mean, the difference there is Carl Malone, Gary Payton were also in their mid thirties. Yeah, totally, not, don't get me wrong. Yeah, or, that's yeah. Yeah, um, and I mean that team kind of fell apart. I mean that team had a had had some struggle points throughout the season. Um, when Carl Malone went down with injuries, Gary Payton went down with an injury. Um, obviously Kobe Bryant was dealing with his court case, so they struggled a little <laughs> bit in there in that aspect. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a drama show. Oh, uh, but this comparing it to this warrior team is is hard. But I mean, I I just I have questions of what Demarcus Cousins we're gonna see when he comes back and at what point he's gonna come back and what kind of shape he's gonna be in. And I mean, I don't know. It's just he's coming from a major injury. I don't know if we're gonna. This is gonna be like a double double Demarcus Cousins. I mean, it it might even be a little too late by the time he comes back to get any sort of rhythm for this team. I mean, I don't know. It's also hard to say he's gonna be that the this fourth team... option on this team. What kind of rhythm can he disrupt? You know, like that. Yeah. My thing is like, it's not. He's not gonna change the game. He's just. It's just annoying that he's there. I think is the main beef everyone has, but they don't realize. Yeah. It. Like this. I'd just love annoying. to see this warrior. I would love to see this warrior team get the third seed and bring Demarcus Cousins back well past the trade deadline because they realized that Keeley's injury is pretty bad. Um, and, hey, let's see who they get stacked up against in that first round, and that might be a potential upset Hopefully there. Hopefully it's Utah. 
We we need that yeah. Utah Warriors playoff series. Because if it's, if it happens, it might very well happen that first round. If the Warriors get anything less than the than either the first or the second seed, um, they might they might be in a position of trouble there. Yeah, you know what's crazy is like all that's happened now is that with the Lakers signing LeBron, it's just gonna make it harder on the Warriors to fight through every team that they have to fight through. Because yeah. you're taking out the Spurs, I think. I don't think the Spurs are going to make the playoffs if Kawhi doesn't play for them. If he does play for them, then they give him a challenge. But last year, it was they had to play the Spurs in the first round, and it was just a gimme. And so then they had to play the yeah. Pelicans, and that was a gimme. And then they actually got challenged against the Rockets. So I think next year, maybe we just get better luck, and we have them play OKC or play the Jazz or play the Lakers in the early rounds and like actually beat them up a little bit. Yeah, this team against OKC in the first round or Utah is trouble. Yeah, Rudy Gobert and <laughs> Stephen Adams is Rudy beating Gobert up. Rudy Gobert can a, take it to Demarcus. Yeah, just a out of shape Demarcus Cousins. I still think the only team that's beaten the Warriors is the Warriors, unless they have internal oh, yeah. issues, and I just don't even think it matters. And until this group of players no longer plays together, they are gonna continue to win. Yeah. What how about DeAndre Jordan finally doing what he originally <laughs> wanted to do? His indecisiveness uh, is finally over, and he he's joining the the Dallas Mavericks. Um, maybe a little too late now because he's joining a Dallas Mavericks team. I don't know. Like Can this team make the playoffs? Thousand years old. Uh, no, it can't make the playoffs. I, I'm happy for DeAndre Jordan, as even as a Clippers fan. He gave us some pretty loyal service for a long time, and he was here past Chris Paul, past Blake Griffin, when he was spo- he was supposed to be the guy that was the first out, and he decided to come back, and he gave us great years, and so I can't really be that mad about it. I, I hope he has a good career with the Mavericks, but th- he's not gonna get them in the playoffs or anything. Like this team still just doesn't have any like enough talent. I just find it funny that yeah. it's almost like Mark Cuban like had to have it his way. Right. Like, it's almost he, like, like he I wanted told the end. you so. Yeah. <laughs> he's so. so stoked on that. But he he's a yeah. he's a big guy that's getting older. I mean a one year deal is not the worst thing ever. We'll see what happens at the end of a year. Yeah. I would have liked to see him at least uh play out his contract with the Clippers though. Like this next year could have been interesting with him. We would have been much better off than we are with Marcin Gortat. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Doug McDermott joins Autolipo and Sabonis in Indiana, three years, $22 million, and they also get Tyreek Evans on $12 million. Those are good, solid pickups for an Indiana team that now without LeBron James in the East, they probably move up a slot and could potentially be that number three seed in the Eastern Conference, I think. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs naturally just fall out. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, this is a fun story though. Like I, I really like this. Like Doug McDermott comes back and joins his old Thunder teammates uh, after they all mm-hmm. got traded away. Um, is, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's a really cool story. Solid. Yeah. I bet these are three guys OKC wish they had. Yeah. Right. Oh, at least two of the three instead of <laughs> no, Carmelo Anthony. All three, man. Man, if they had, if they could have kept, if they knew that what Odolipo was gonna become. I don't know if Odolipo ever would have been. The player that he is on the Thunder, though, I, I think yeah, it's, true. I'm so happy for him that he went to somewhere where he could be the man. 
So he was never going to be that yeah. in Oklahoma City. So, That's fair. Uh, I think Sabonis is the bigger loss of the three. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'd love to have Oladipo in terms of who he is now. But who he was, I think it totally made sense. Yeah, Tyreek Evans, man, he really earned his money playing for that garbage Memphis team, though. Like, I, this was a guy who totally fell into irrelevancy and just completely rejuvenated his career by ha- putting up monster stat lines for in like big blowout games that Memphis was losing. And now he makes 12 million a yeah. year or for, for one I year. I mean, he's least. a good but player. He is a good player, but like this is a f- he had the chance to prove himself, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause like he, yeah. he was like nothing like for a few years, like everyone forgot about him. And then he goes to Memphis yeah. and he gets to play a bunch in garbage time. And Shows that he can still play. Yeah, Memphis was probably the best place for him to go. It, yeah, you're right. It rejuvenated his his career because there was basically nothing. It's him and a bunch of standing in players. his way so, of yeah, scoring he's the ball. Look really good. <laughs> yeah, this is a. But yeah, this guy is a former rookie of the year, mm-hmm. um, and now he's he's got himself a decent contract to get in the NBA. But I think out of all the free agents that went to a new team, this to me is the most. <laughs> frustrating oh, heartbreaking sorry. one i i i was stoked on julius Randle. i was too man. i mean mainly because he was the first piece of the rebuilding puzzle for mm-hmm. the lakers mm-hmm. um that awful year uh when kobe tore his achilles and dwight howard left like he was our prize f- for going through that year I and mean, we let this guy go and he was i think he's a solid player he, i don't know um if he's a i don't i wouldn't call him a franchise player or anything like that but I think he had a lot of potential, especially uh, sixteen with, points with the depth you guys lack at the big man. Position. Right, exactly. And I mean, he signed two years, eighteen million dollars. Like, basically, the contract that I mean, the yearly salary that we gave Rondo. Uh, I would have much rather. I would much rather have Randall than Rajon Rondo, in my yeah. eyes. But I mean, hey, it is what it is. Randall, I guess there's reports that he just did, he didn't want to come back to the Lakers. I could see that. I mean, you you bring in LeBron James, you have and Brandon Ingram, you have Kuzma and Randall. So maybe it, it makes the rotations a little bit weird and puts him in a place he didn't want to be. Uh, but either way, this is a guy who averaged 16 points, 58.8% shooting from the field. He was number 10 in field goal percentage in the league last year. So career numbers and I think he's probably just going to continue to get better. And he's joining a Pelican squad with Anthony Davis. And I think he's going to thrive there. Yeah. And apparently Anthony Davis was a big reason why he came there because he vouched for him pretty heavily. Like Anthony Davis yeah. actually wanted Julius Randall on the team, uh, which is pretty cool. And it feels good to be wanted, obviously. But it it seems like a crime almost to give this guy $9 million a year when uh, when Aaron yeah. Gordon is making 21 and these are guys of equal ability in my opinion i mean Aaron Gordon has a little more shot making ability but like i think as far as like i don't know what you bring to a team i think both these guys bring about the same and one's mm-hmm. getting paid over half as like one's getting paid over double the other and so Randall's just getting the short end of the stick right now I just feel bad for him. Just like this restricted free agent market is kind of screwing over these guys. Like some of these guys that haven't gotten contracts yet that we'll get into later. There, yeah. There's just no money out there because everyone's cap locked from a few years ago. Everyone's signing these ridiculous deals with like so much money. No one has the money to sign these guys that should be making way more money. 
Yeah, here's another name. Luol Deng and Mozgov are making right. more money than Randall. Yeah, that, twice, yeah, almost that twice. Year. It was that year that that everything was just crazy and you just had to sign any player you could for a ridiculous amount of money just because you had it. And now we're seeing <laughs> the repercussions of that. Like, no one has the money to sign guys this year. Yeah, it's funny that you brought Aaron Gordon as a comparison. I think the... Obviously, Zach Levine is like the more, that's like, a good one too. Comparison that makes you laugh. <laughs> like he's better um, than Zach Levine. Like, but I think him and Aaron Gordon yeah. are like pretty pretty equal in like ability. I don't know. I yeah, it's just crazy that he only made yeah. nine million. Yeah, and I mean, here's another guy, Kyle Anderson, who also got a payday. Long his he got a pretty decent long term contract with the Memphis Grizzlies, who are still looking to continue improving that team they refused to go into rebuild mode i guess they kind of went into it last year by doing a hell of a good job tanking their <laughs> team but hey, they're bringing mike conley marcus Saul back uh, and kyle anderson they added to this team um they got their pick too so man maybe we see the memphis grizzlies sneak their way into that playoff race I think it's maybe very possible yeah. Very possible. <laughs> it's going to be the team that surprises everybody, kind of like they were doing last year. No one thought that they were going to be part of, the, like, part of the playoff picture, which they were until Mike Conley got hurt. And, mm-hmm. yeah, see, this, I'm pretty surprised that Kyle Anderson was able to get this kind of payday for himself because uh, he, he's filled in for Kawhi Leonard being out. He never did anything that impressive, but yeah. I guess he did enough. And the Grizzlies had enough money; they they thought that this was their guy, and he and he he honestly has a very good uh, defensive rating. So, on that yeah. end of the floor, I think I think he's gonna do pretty well for them. He's he's gonna be their starting small forward more likely than not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a team that also obviously struggles um, with being with the ability to pick and choose which free agents they actually want. Um, so, Kyle Anderson was the type of guy that they felt probably would be a good fit for their team and was would sign with them so that's who they got um cool cool for memphis but trevor reza 15 million with the suns man this guy does what he wants and he's looking for his payday and he got See, it that's i that's surprise yeah that's a How? big number for trevor reza 32 year old uh small forward yeah been in the league for what 13 years now yeah he's a champion yeah. that's for sure it's, yeah i mean he gets the opportunity to make a ton of money and teach a lot of young guys about the NBA. And and to to say that the Suns were going to give him $15 million, like that they want him that badly, that's a place you want to play, you know? Like yeah. you want to play for some place that actually wants you that badly. So I think I think it's great for everybody involved. I think it's especially mm-hmm. great for all the other Western Conference teams because it made the Rockets worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it does show the value of the three and D player because he's the ultimate three and D player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on the older end. There's some younger guys that you could point to, um, but he's who everybody's trying to pick up in the draft. He is Mikael Bridges. He is, uh, you know, these other guys, Dante v- Vincenzo, these guys from Villanova, Svi uh, Mikhailuk. It's these guys that can three and defend several different positions. That's what he is. Um, I also think I've heard that he's a really, really good locker room guy. So you're right in terms of grooming some of these young guys. Maybe that's a big part of the thought is we'll pay $15 million and save a couple million in the court fees that otherwise we'd be paying. The court fees. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another, 
I guess, 3 and D guy or a small forward. As Wilson Chandler traded from the traded to the Sixers with a second rounder, basically freeing up some cap space for the Nuggets. So a good deal is, there. So, uh, the thing I want to bring up here, I didn't know you could just give a team a player. <laughs> like, that happens all the time, man. <laughs> what? No, it Lamar doesn't. Odom was given away to Dallas. Was it, they didn't get anything in return. No. Yeah. See, I didn't. You got cash. I, yeah. See, <laughs> cash. Yeah, you get cash. Like. I I don't know. I didn't know you could just be like, "Hey, I don't have the cap space. You just need to take this guy." And we'll even throw in like a second rounder. It's like that works out so well for the Sixers. They just get a free good player. <laughs> they don't have to give up anything. That seems that seems ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the right place, if the asking price is right, I or you Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're desperate enough, uh, in this case, the Nuggets really don't want to keep paying Wilson Chandler. Why not? I mean, you just <laughs> you just paid Will Barton, who's a better player. Yeah, um, for sure. I just didn't know you on could a better just, contract. I didn't know that this this constitutes as a trade. This is not a trade. There is nothing <laughs> traded. <laughs> it's a gift. It's yeah, a this gift. is a gift. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, literally, I looked yeah. it up. I was like, how? I, I it was boggling my mind. I was like, there's got to be something that they gave them. They're not telling me. But, like, there was nothing. They literally got nothing maybe, in return. Maybe, like, a new set of towels or something. <laughs> yeah. Stock yeah, their rent, drink machine for a year. Rent out their water boy for, for a week. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I, well, that was my whole thing with this trade. That was the most ridiculous thing. I, I didn't know you could just get, gift players. Well, kind of like what Dwight Howard has just happened with the Washington Wizards here. Five million dollars a year compared to what he was getting paid under well, his contract a, before being bought trade, out. That wasn't though. That was he. They literally had to waive him, and now they got to pay Dwight Howard over the course of many years, while he's making five million on the Wizards. Also, yeah, I mean it's almost like a giveaway for the Wizards because this Brooklyn that's paying the rest of his salary. Yeah, but, but at least in the Denver case, they don't have to pay yeah, Wilson Chandler I, yeah. anymore. Like they're just he's just off. You know? <laughs> but yeah, Dwight Howard. That man, what the heck? What is going on with this guy, man? <laughs> Do you think he'll is be he going to be the first guy to? I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean he'll be solid. I mean, I, I still think this guy can still average like 15, 15 16 rebounds, um, something crazy. I, I don't think he'll average like a double double, or maybe. No, I think he will. I, I think he'll average yeah. a double double. The guy got yeah, he, could be, he had a thirty thirty game last season. We forget so easily. Like he can still he can still show flashes of his old self. I'm just looking yeah, for the Dwight Howard Bradley Beal locker room bust up. That's and, just, yeah, that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna say. Like you got rid of Marcin Gortat. You thought that the locker room drama would be over. It's not. <laughs> no, yeah, this team, yeah, this team has been notorious for their locker room drama, and. Yeah, it's not going to get any better. The Washington Wizards, I think, will continue to disappoint and will probably be a sixth seed next year, and even in the East, the now even more weakened Eastern Conference. That's better Conference. than what they were uh, this year. They're only eighth seed last year, so sixth seed. Will oh be yeah, an forget about that. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to yeah. be a sixth seed. Sure, they're a long ways from what they thought. They thought they were going to be like a third seed this year. Uh, we thought so too. Or a fourth seed last year. Yeah, <laughs> so sixth seed in the yeah. East. Um. How about Tony Parker, though, leaving the San Antonio Spurs Man. to sign with the Charlotte Hornets? This is surprising I'm to surprised me because... he didn't just retire. Like, Yeah, the Hornets have Kemba Walker, so... I mean, I guess Tony Parker is willing to just accept that substitute role. So, 
I guess he would have done that too with the San Antonio. Yeah, behind I don't the know. Johnson Murray. Yeah. I think it's interesting too. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of it is. The Hornets he should have just retired. Yeah, he should have just retired. Like why? Yeah. Like why now? Why the Hornets? Like you've spent so much years with the Spurs. Why don't you just end your career with them? I don't. Yeah, it's super weird. I I mean, I guess maybe it's not like the first person that like he'll still get his jersey retired in San Antonio, obviously. But like there there are other guys that like go to other teams at the end of their career just to do stuff. But the, going to the Hornets just seems like a weird move to me. Yeah, you always forget about like, um, like yeah, like I mean, Paul Pierce finished his career with the Clippers. Yeah. Does anybody? Yeah, does anybody no one remembers remember that. that. I barely remember that. <laughs> I mean, Hakeem finished his career with the Toronto Raptors, right. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's all the stuff. Michael like, with the Wizards. Yeah, Michael. I mean, yeah, everyone remembers Michael that because that was Wizards. super weird. Yeah, but yeah, no one's gonna remember Tony Parker being on the Hornets. Yeah, I don't know if this. Is it even worth discussing whether this team is now a playoff team? No, it doesn't change. <laughs> All they've done. Oh yeah, there was a weird trade also that happened where they got rid of Mozgov. Oh, it was like the most nothing right. trade like you've ever seen in an NBA, where it's like they got rid of Mozgov, but they gained Bismarck Biombo, and the Bulls were involved <laughs> somehow. Uh, oh yeah, they gave like Jerry and Grant to the Magic. I I don't know. It was really weird. And like it didn't affect right, the, the landscape of the NBA like even marginally. Um, well, it didn't affect anybody's cap space either. That's the yeah. funny thing. It was just basically a trading of personalities. Yeah. Because these guys basically played the same type of basketball as well. It was, it was Bad really basketball. Weird. Yeah. I was yeah I was gonna say like <laughs> right. all they did was trade Howard for Mozgov, but now they don't even have Mozgov anymore. I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, it's Mitch like Kemba Walker and change. That's what you got. Mitch Kupchak came to his senses. <laughs> Mitch Kupchak, man. I thought he was going to keep Mozgov. Yeah. I thought he loved Mozgov. That's why. That's why. He he got him back. He spent a couple of weeks in the practice room with him, and then he realized, man, what was what I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, he didn't get to spend much time with Mozgov before he lost his job, so he never really got to see yeah, what he had traded for. <laughs> yeah, and then it only took him a, a week or two to realize that he he wasn't missing out on anything. Yeah. But how about this? Brooke Lopez signing uh, a one-year deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Dude, great pickup for the Bucks. Yeah, great another, pickup. Another terrible. How did the Lakers let him uh, go? I don't understand. I don't I mean, I I would not be disappointed if like Brooke Lopez did, ended up getting 15 million, 20 million, you know, 13 million. So I was like, "Okay, go." But I mean, just what the one year deal with the Bucks, it that's like it seems like that's what the Lakers wanted. So yeah. I think it probably came down to Brooke Lopez just not wanting to be in LA for some reason. Or maybe the Bucks did outbid what the Lakers were willing to give to him. Yeah, they must not have been willing to bid very much. I don't think Brooke Lopez is yeah. making a ton of money. And it's like he's a three point shooting center. What's not to like about him? Right. And if he was willing to take one year, I mean it feels like that's basically right up um what the Lakers wanted. Yeah. So man. I'm really That's a good Yeah, so he's getting three point four million. Three point four million, yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing, yep. A little disappointing there for Yeah. Does this improve me does this improve Laker the Bucks team significantly in your mind? Uh not significantly, but it fills a a hole that 
that they sort of lacked. Um, they definitely needed some help at that center position. I yeah. mean, they had Henson there, who's a little too small. He's not that uh, good. They had Greg Monroe there for a little what bit. Val Maker? Uh, Thon Maker. Val Maker. <laughs> uh, Val Maker. <laughs> man, right? I yeah. don't know, man. Is Coming that experiment still still going? It's, I mean, he's still there. Yeah, he, he yeah. still exists. But yeah, good. Yeah, that's Bucks, a good pickup for the Bucks. with him. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. Then we got one more Love here. This dude. One more guy Super that Mario. we're mentioning, at least. There was a ton of others. Yep, Super Mario. Uh, signing a one-year with the Knicks. Uh, super random. I don't know. The <laughs> funniest part is how big it was on Twitter. Everybody was talking about this like this was a big deal. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's Mario's <laughs> it's like, to the Knicks. Like, who cares? It's because everyone thinks that... On the everyone on the internet at least thinks Mario Hazonia is like the next LeBron. <laughs> like he's just like There's... so much better in their mind than he'll ever actually be. Like Super Mario, man. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Whatever. I mean, he's basically replacing Doug McDermott there, right? Yeah, they're just shoring up all of their like super like hyped up foreign players, like Neil Kina yeah. himself, Porzingis. Yeah, yeah, they got a weird lineup well, coming up next year between those three guys and like Kevin Knox, their rookie. Kevin Knox is good. Guys. Tim, Don't Tim sleep Hardaway on him. Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not good, but he's there. Yeah, <laughs> my boy Ennis Cantor is still Cantor, there. He yeah, opted he's in, got making his twenty mil. He had a, yeah, he had a he good. Had a really he's good probably season. not worth he twenty million, but basketball MVP. Yeah, he was my X factor. He was like a late tenth round yeah. pick, and dude ended up averaging like seventeen and ten yeah, points. That's crazy. Solid. But uh, how about some of the free agents that are still out there? Uh, you got Clint Capella, Jabari Parker, Marcus Smart, and Isaiah Thomas is still yeah. out there, man. Yeah. You forget so about that on guy. On this list, Clint Capella has got to be the most interesting one because the Rockets just can't figure out the deal. Uh, he wants at mm-hmm. least what Zach Levine got, and I can't really blame him for that. <laughs> like, yeah. If he's actually... He's an actual good NBA player. Levine is like almost a good NBA player. He's going to want to at least make his yeah. 20 million a year. The Rockets don't really have a lot mm-hmm. of money because of Chris Paul. I think I saw something they were looking to offer him about 15 million a year, like a four year, $60 million deal. And it doesn't seem like he's budging very quietly. So he's, he's going to hold out a little longer, see if he can get other offers. Man, if he if he lands somewhere else, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna shake up the West quite a bit. Yeah, or he could he's probably gonna what's what could end up happening is he takes that qualifying offer, which would be a steal for the Rockets oh, yeah. because I think the qualifying offer is eight yeah, million, like so they would get Yeah, so they get Capella for one year for eight million dollars, which is a steal there for the Rockets, but obviously I think that would probably really mess up the relationship with this guy, so you probably end up leaving next year after that, right. um, unless unless somebody right now within the, in the last couple in the next couple of weeks puts in a big offer in here for Capella and force the Rockets to pay up. Maybe the Kings will uh, do it, even though they yeah. just drafted Marvin Bagley. Don't put it past Lottie. <laughs> yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> Don't doubt him. Man, what about Jabari Parker? Bro. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea. Is there even an offer for him? Not that I'm aware of. I think it all comes down to his injury risk, though. I mean, he's just like he's one day away from another torn ACL and being out for a year, and you're paying him. 
So I think I think people are going to be pretty cautious with this one. I see him landing a, a deal at kind of a, a mid-level NBA team later in the market when they figure out they can't get some of these bigger guys. Yeah, the former number two pick to yeah. Andrew Wiggins. He's a talented yeah. player, though. Like, he is. You, you, yeah, like, he's good. You have to think there's a team out there that's willing to take a risk on him that really has nothing to lose. Like see the Sacramento Kings. The yeah, Cavaliers. See, why don't, yeah, why aren't the Kings making deals to these guys or like the magic you know like i don't know like these small market teams like they need to step up their game and like just go for broke if i'm the cavaliers i give him a mid-level exception i don't know if he'll take it but you definitely yeah you definitely give him a mid-level exception i think he's worth that and more like even with the injury risk middle exceptions like you're not even dedicating any cap space or anything yeah what about Marcus Smart? Are we going to see him coming back to the Celtics, or or is he going somewhere else? Dude, I think he's going to make his money at Sacramento. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Why would the Kings want? Why do they want more point guards? they're losing out on everybody. They're just desperate <laughs> to sign somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they lost out on that's Levine. Crazy. <laughs> like, they just need to fill their roster, and they have money. So they're going to give him something. Yeah. What about Isaiah Thomas? Are we actually going to see him end up with a team at some point this summer? Yeah. He's going somewhere. He has to, he has to play somewhere. There's no way. I, can you imagine a scenario where he just he's so disgruntled with the offers that he's getting that he just doesn't play this year? Like, I just, like he just refuses to sign with anybody? Can you see that being a possibility? It could be. I mean, dude's Does got a big ego. Him? Does that help him, though? Then he's out of the NBA. I don't think he's ever back in. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that would help. Like he has to stay in the NBA. Like, man. I mean, I know he's he's very talented still, obviously. But if he's not with Brad Stevens or Quinn Snyder or one of these higher tier coaches that will know how to play with him on the defensive end of the floor, there's just no home for him. Like, these young coaches, yeah. they're not they're not ready to coach a guy like this. They, he needs. I mean, Brad Stevens is young, but yeah, so he just. Better. Yeah, yeah, the the, the young good coaches. <laughs> the, best, the best young yeah. coaches. Yeah, it, he needs the best coaches to to coach him. Like he can't he can't yeah. just go anywhere. And I, I think that might be part of the reason that it wouldn't work with the Magic. He probably wasn't that excited about going there. They just were willing to talk to him, and see what he wanted. You know, to be a great fit would be the Spurs. Yeah, I agree. They're really set on DeJounte well, Murray for some reason. I mean, you would bring Isaiah Thomas off the bench. I guess that, would be, that wouldn't be bad. You, he would fill in for what you lost in Tony Parker. The Suns. He could go back to the Suns right now, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Finish what he started. Like, they, yeah. they don't have anyone really there. They got rid of Euless and Alfred Payton. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. might as well. Yeah. Or how about... Let's just break down the free agency. Well, what's happened? So, well, I mean, I guess the good portions of it are already over. But who's the biggest winner so far right now um, in your eyes, Sean? Oh, man. I got I to gotta go Devin Booker. Five years, $158 million, man. <laughs> Five years, $158 million for a 21-year-old kid. He just learned how to yeah. drink alcohol. <laughs> well let's let's <laughs> legal yeah 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 i know hey, I, <laughs> that's what we want to think he's a good boy yeah. <laughs> yeah 
How about you, Scott? Who's the biggest winner so far? Well, I mean, in terms of, I think there are two teams that are the hugest winners, and that's the Lakers. I mean, you land LeBron James, yeah. that's unbelievable. And then for Oklahoma City to keep Paul George, I think they literally went from being completely insignificant for who knows how long to being yeah. a legit shot at winning the West and winning the title. For three years. Um, so yeah. I think that's yeah. massive. And then in terms of free agent, Zach Levine's deal is just stupid. <laughs> like I understand where Devin Booker's deal is coming yeah. from. Zach Levine's just makes no sense. Yeah, dude, Zach Levine, man, making that. Money. Yeah. Who you got, Alan? I'm. I mean, I'm kind of like you, OKC and Lakers, but I'm my final choice has got to be. O- I, I'm going to go with Oklahoma, um, for this reason, and that's you mentioned it too. Is like if they lose out on Paul George they would probably be put in a position where they actually would seriously have to think about trading uh, Russell Westbrook. And, um, and if they don't, maybe Russell Westbrook becomes disgruntled and forces them to trade him down the line. And then Oklahoma City probably falls in, into a dark time in their franchise history where they don't become relevant again for, I don't know, maybe close Forever. to a, <laughs> or a decade. Some of the, I mean, like the Timberwolves, the Kings, yeah. the Suns, it's almost been a decade since they've been relevant or it for the Timberwolves, it literally did take a decade. So Oklahoma city this summer, they were literally writing that line, I think. Um, and for them to pull off and get Paul George back, um, I think they're, they won't have to revisit that, that crossroads for at least another couple of years. So they, de- they're def- they definitely walked away as a big winner because I think the Lakers don't get LeBron at the end of the deal that at the end of the day, they're still the Laker franchise. They still sell out most of their games. Yep. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, Oklahoma city though. I would be a, a little bit more worried. Yeah. Shout out to Sam Presti, man. This, this guy yeah. has kept this franchise of above water for it's in, the entirety of his existence. Really? He just I, keeps bringing in guys that keep it going. I still wonder, I still wonder if a lot of this like fear with Paul George and some of these guys is because they decided not to pay Harden. Like you look back on that time and I don't know how much that's Sam Presti's choice versus, I don't know the owners or whatever, or Harden's choice or or Harden's choice. But I I think that's part of why they're willing to throw these massive deals at these guys. Just sorry. That's kind of a side note, but you you think back to what could have been. Yeah, no, it kind of does make you question like Steven Adams ended up getting a big deal and James Harden was never able to get that deal. So it's kind of like, oh, something changed there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about the biggest loser this offseason? <laughs> Who do this you got? I found it, dude. It's Nerlens Noel. Nerlens <laughs> Noel is the biggest loser this offseason. Signs a two-year minimum deal with the Thunder. Could have made four years, $70 million last year from the Mavericks. Really bet on himself there. He bet the house, and the house won. And I will say, (laughs) following up that, that if he's anything like what he could be, the Thunder might make that the biggest offseason winning move. Oh, totally. So it could be interesting. Yeah, dude, he's missing out. So four years, 70 million, that's like, what, 18 a year? He's he's, he's given up 16 million a year (laughs) betting on himself. (laughs) Talk about greed, man. This is where greed gets you. <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of times when these guys really bet on themselves hard like this, they turn away a decent-sized contract. They usually don't end up <laughs> they um, don't win. winning <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, Lance Stevenson's another guy that turned on a huge deal 
from the Pacers and hasn't gone anywhere close to that considering like this year he signed for what two million dollars with the Lakers mm-hmm. one one four or oh, 4.5 yeah, million 5, yeah yeah it's still less than what the Pacers were willing to give him for like a long-term contract yeah man crazy <laughs> how about you Scott you got another loser or are you gonna uh, agree with uh Sean here you guys are right on <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's and, totally. And, I mean, we got it. We got to touch on the Bulls because Zach Levine's the biggest winner. The Bulls have to be yep. the biggest That's loser. That's fair. Yeah. Right. It's a close second. Yeah, earning a higher yeah, salary I mean, than Clay Thompson, Gary Harris, or Chris Middleton after tearing his ACL. Good for him, man. Yeah. Him and Luol. What a Dan way to put a hamper the on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a way to hamper uh, the rebuilding process for the Chicago Bulls here. I mean, maybe, hey, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Maybe he's going to be really good. I'm kidding. He's not going to be that good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, but just to close things off, let's not forget that the Summer League did start uh, right now as we speak. It started in Sacramento. We had a couple games in Utah. Now it's in Vegas. Uh, who's been looking good? Jared Jackson Jr. with 29 points. On 8 for 13, three-pointers in his debut. How about Trey Young? All that hype. So much 4 hype. for 20 shooting. 4 for 12 on Saturday and 0 for 2 in that last game. But don't hang your head too low, Trey Young. You know who else had a bad start? Lonzo Ball. And he <laughs> ended up walking away with the MVP. Yeah, I was going to say. And then he finished. Summer League. Then he finished his. And then he finished his rookie year as second team all-rookie. So, yeah. <laughs> Summer League doesn't <laughs> mean that. much. But. It is it is funny to see these guys, especially like these prolific shooter types, come out and like just suck. Um, but we also saw this with Laurie Markkinen. I remember last year, I think it was like 0 for 13 in one of the games, and we're like, oh yeah, this guy's trash. Like Bulls picked up another trash player, but then he ended up being like a very decent rookie. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. Right. So we won't we won't give up hope yet. Yeah, and um, yeah, the summer league's going on. Let's see if they're who walks away as like the potential next Donovan Mitchell or potentially next Lonzo Ball. I guess that doesn't mean much. <laughs> since all that means is you're gonna be on the second team all rookie. <laughs> That's not bad. All right, not bad. Yeah. Up. Oh, thanks everybody for tuning in. This is the NBA Second Stringers NBA podcast. Uh, don't forget to tune in week in and week out with NBA news and rumors. Yes, sir. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks, Scott, for joining us. Thanks for having me. See you later.